It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 243, Quantum podcast that looks at news and views from all over the world in different ways. Sometimes we take one particular subject and that's what we want to do with this one. We want to consider the whole issue of identity. So I thought we'd begin with this old song. X-ray Specs Identity. Uh, I don't know why, but this week has been kind of a punk week. I was watching a video of the Sex Pistols, which was kind of strange in some ways. But identity is hugely important if you were a punk rocker. Very much that was your identity if you had the Mohican and everything like that. And as we think about identity in our culture, it's actually a very, very dark place to be in some ways. So as we do this, I'm reminded of a saying that light is the best disinfectant. You know, one of the things that's happened in Scotland over the past few weeks is that Kate Forbes, who is standing to be the First Minister of Scotland, has just by being herself, by being light, has shown up the darkness. And I love that phrase, light is the best disinfectant. So... One of the key areas of identity that is hugely important, when you're a child, you're always asking, who am I? You know, what am I? Um, You know, I want to be a spaceman. I want to be a cowboy. I want to be a dog. I want to be a kitten. All these different kinds of things. Well, here is, uh, I think it's the Manhattan Lieutenant Governor, Petty Flanagan, explaining what she thinks parenting involves. When our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them. That's what it means to be a good parent. It's, it's almost inconceivable to see how an adult, intelligent human being could actually say, that when our children tell us who they are, it's our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them because that's what it means to be a good parent. Absolutely not. You've got to be insane to think that. You know, if your child came to you, and I think it was Greg Connolly who, who said this, where I picked this up from, he said, I identify as a smoker, please give me some cigarettes. Or if your child says, I'm a dog, is it your job to listen and to believe them, and to go along with what they say. Now, of course, 
this isn't really about allowing children to identify as what they want. If a child wanted to identify as a Nazi, for example, uh, we wouldn't say, okay, that's fine, or I wish to identify as, you know, a violent person or whatever. This is really about indoctrinating children to be what our society says they should be. Uh, and parents often as well, using children to promote their own agenda. There's a horrific tweet I saw from parents of transgender kids where there's this lovely girl just sitting with a mask on, actually. Um, I'm assuming it's in a doctor's surgery. And the parents saying, yesterday was a big day for my beautiful daughter. She got her hormone blocker. We are all super stoked. It's just a, a kid in you know, single-digit figures. It's just a primary school kid. We are super stoked. She got her hormone blockers. They're mutilating the body of their own child. And they're super stoked. But also, it's about indoctrinating children to be what our society thinks they should be. So, um, let me play you this from childhood. I wonder if that's Kieran Island. Must be. What's that weird-looking tower? I don't know. Expect Georgina can tell us, though. Come on, we must be nearly there. George! Oh, really, Georgina? That's five go to Kieran Island from the famous five books, Enid Blyton. Now, for many of us, Enid Blyton was our doorway into reading. But, of course, our current... Woke elitists can't leave it. They have to They have to rewrite history and they have to rewrite books. And so apparently Enid Blyton's classic novels are going to be rewritten to remove outdated language, as they say. Um, the uncensored versions, by the way, are being placed in off-limit storage spaces in libraries because, of course, we cannot have people reading or thinking for themselves. Uh, this is a story that comes from the libraries of Devon in the United Kingdom. If our reader requests an original version of titles like The Famous Five, they will be shown a verbal trigger warning. Same way as if you go and get them online, you will be warned. Oh, it's just incredible. It's absolutely noddy. It's now a threat to contemporary society. Or what about this? Do you recognise this song? Our way is clear as we march on and see our flag on high is never furled throughout the world or hope shall never die. We must unite for what is right in friendship true and strong. Never slept. The 
That's The Girl Guides, Worldwide Song. Um, nice sentiments, isn't it? Hope will never die. The earth is going to be reborn. We must unite for what is right. We must have humble minds. Yeah, but again, they are telling us all what is right according to their agenda and to their religion and to their philosophy. So the girl guides, in fact, they can't really even call themselves that anymore because they don't like the word girl. One wonders if they even like the word guide. But the girl guides have been given a new woke style guide with inclusive language. So, for example, instead of mother and father, you have to use parents and carers. (laughs) The girl guides describe themselves as a girl-only space for all girls and young women but then adds it's proud to be a trans-inclusive organisation and welcome trans girls and non-binary young people. We know the term girl may not cover these young people and that terms are always evolving. They they have a hundred, they're telling their leaders to learn a hundred terms linked to gender and sexual identity, or at least they did that uh, last year. And they advise them to learn words like aromantic, demisexual, agender, and saying you should print this off so you can use it with the children. A spokesperson for the Girl Guide said, Changing our look and feel doesn't change the core of who we are, but it does keep us current and helps make us attractive to as many people as possible. No, it makes you repellent to most people. Can't, don't, don't you get that? Don't you understand that? It's so depressing. And yes, it is changing who you are because you're turning yourself into something bizarre and weird and you're demeaning human beings. Now when we're talking about identity, you're talking about children having identity issues. What about uh, male and female? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? And again, it's interesting in our culture that it's women who are being attacked in, in this assault. Um, here, Here's a quite extraordinary clip from the current Scottish First Minister campaign. So one, one, one question I have is, uh, where are all the men? <laughs> that was Humza Yousaf, the new SNP leadership candidate, who just, he, that, that was a group of Ukrainian women. And he asked, where are all the men? They're in Ukraine, fighting and dying for their country. Because Ukraine's kind of old-fashioned that way. The women were encouraged to leave... And the men encouraged, in fact, ordered to stay and fight. Poor Humza, he, he's continually making these kind of gas. Uh, at the moment, it does look as though he is going to be elected. The whole party establishment is very much behind him. But the party itself is in chaos. And uh, to a large part over this identity issue, the GRR bill, the transgender bill. Who are you? Uh, is, is it what you feel? And again, what's going on here to help you kind of understand this is the uh, it's a Gnostic idea, Gnostic Greek for to know. And it, the Gnostics had this idea of sep- complete separation of body and spirit. And we're going back to that because our bodies are important. Being a woman does involve your body. Being a man also involves your body. It's not the soul thing about you. We're not just our bodies. We're body, heart, soul, what, you know, emotions, mind, and everything else. But our bodies, we are embodied people. You cannot separate who we are from our bodies. And that's why physical identity is 
So important. Here's the human league. song about loneliness and many other things but um, I'm only human of flesh and blood I'm made yeah well we are we're human we're made of flesh and blood and our flesh and blood affects and impacts everything about us now this physical identity stuff is really important because if you are saying that you are not your body that your body is detached from who you are then you end up with this extraordinary uh example that comes from somebody called Cry Me A River, um, talking about apotemnophilia, I think it's called, apotemnophilia. Now, in the 90s, Dr. Robert Smith, a surgeon at Falkirk Royal Infirmary, performed leg amputations on two men. Both men were perfectly healthy, but suffering from apotemnophilia a psychiatric condition involving the desire to have healthy limbs amputated. So you you want your legs chopped off or your arms chopped off. Sufferers claim not to feel whole with four limbs and obsess over having their unwanted body parts chopped off. This is not what I am, they say. Smith argued the surgeries were life-saving, claiming the patients would commit suicide otherwise. They insisted... Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thread. You should read it for yourself. But they insisted that this was nothing to do with uh, no erotic element. But one of the men Smith operated on ran an amputee fetish website. After investigation, the hospital deemed the procedures unethical. Smith was banned from mutilating healthy bodies. And the ethically dubious experiment ended. But it will come back. And Crimea River says this. Let's imagine for a moment an alternate reality. A world in which a powerful apotemnophile lobby group succeeds in convincing arguments that apotemnophile rights is the next civil rights movement. Their message is simple. 
anyone who identifies as an amputee is an amputee. Activists insist that some people are born with innate amputee identities and they are the most oppressed people in the world. They declare it apotonomophobic to say that humans are bipedal. Anyone who dares express its heritage deserves to have their life and career ruined. And imagine there was a sudden 4,000% increase in teens identifying as amputees. But we were all forbidden from being concerned. Instead, we were supposed to celebrate it. Most of the kids were gay or lesbian or autistic. Almost all suffer from multiple psychiatric comorbidities. That's, it's just a brilliant thread. I think um, she then goes on. Able-bodied people with innate amputee identities began taking disabled parking spots and using disabled bathrooms for validation. Any actual disabled person who objected was labelled apotonoil, exclusionary and deserving of being so vilified they don't dare speak. And then Crimea River goes on to say, that world is obviously mad, but our reality is worse. Because along with healthy body parts, teens today are sacrificing their fertility and sexual function on the altar of gender before they even understand what that means, making this truly one of humanity's darkest moments. Absolutely, absolutely and absolutely. It is so dark, this crisis of identity in our culture and especially amongst our teens. Okay, um, let's look, let's lighten it up a little bit. And this is one of the ways that I would identify. That's Queen. I want to ride my bicycle. Um, I, I came across an item of news this week, which is fascinating. There has been uh, a surprise drop in the sales of bicycles in the United Kingdom. They've dropped to their lowest level in 20 years as the pandemic boom in cycling has turned to bust. Um, now, I love cycling. In fact, I've just brought my bike back from being service because I'm not very good at it. But I, I, in looking at this, I discovered that um, three times as many men take to cycling as a sport than women. I, I always wondered why. I wonder why that is. All right, let's think of another form of identity. What about this in terms of racial identity? Do you identify as black? No, it's a serious question because you might not identify. Can you please put the mic? Thank you. Okay. Uh, when I walked into when I walked into the room, I am not done with my question. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, young lady, young lady. I, I'm just asking you to listen to me. While and and, I, and I'm about question. to answer okay. your first question. But I didn't, I didn't finish my question. Okay. Yeah, I'm black. Less than nine percent of the people in this room 
Now that's a very famous clip involving Alan, Alan West and a very angry young woman who asks this black man, does he identify as black? That's how crazy the society has gone. You could be the wrong kind of black. You know, it's only what you identify as. We've got this rather extraordinary uh, case. Well, there's some cases in Canada and in the US of people who've identified as Native American and they just basically lied. We've got numerous cases here in Australia of people who are claiming to be indigenous but can't really offer any real proof. My great-great-grandmother was an indigenous woman. But the racial identity, people want to identify me in the... What can I say? I mean, I'm Caucasian. I, I can't identify as Chinese. I can't identify as, as African-American. And yet that's being used as a primary indicator. Or what about this uh, in terms of work identity? Here's a story from the Netherlands. Caroline van der Plas of the Farmers' Protest Party, the BBB, celebrating a surprise victory in Dutch regional elections which also determined the composition of the National Senate. BBB, which was set up to challenge nitrogen pollution policies, took 15 of the 75 Senate seats. The ruling four-party centre-right coalition of Prime Minister Mark Rutte lost eight seats. The result could curb the Prime Minister's ability to push reforms for the remainder of his term. Now, we've been following this, so I did want to mention it, that the Farmers' Party in the Netherlands uh, is now set to be the biggest party in the upper house of Parliament. This farmer-citizen movement called the BBB was only set up in 2019, and they're due to win at least 15 of the Senate seats. I think they've won actually 17. Turnout in the vote was estimated around 57.5%, which was the highest for years. Incidentally, the far-right Forum for Democracy party uh, was the biggest loser of the night. But again, it's fascinating, you know, because why is this an issue? Is there that many farmers? No, it's because people see the identity of the Netherlands and the identity of the farmers as being undermined by people saying, no, you've got to give up your jobs, you've got to give up your farms. Again, it's part of where we're at in our culture. We, 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 we often identify by our work, don't we? I mean, you, you know what it's like. You introduce yourself to someone. Hi, I'm John and uh, I'm a doctor or I'm a mechanic or, you know, I'm Mary. I'm a teacher. I'm an executive or whatever you want to, to say. And so much of our identity is tied up with our work and you can understand why that is the case. Well, let's say something about Christian identity, as you'd expect me to say. But what is a Christian? Again, we've got an extraordinary situation in the United Kingdom where a member of parliament, Brim Bradshaw, is going to put a motion. In fact, I, I don't know what the result is. As I record this, I think this has happened. I'm assuming it would be either thrown out or referred further on but a motion which would force same-sex weddings on the Church of England. Now, this is done on the basis that this MP sees the Church of England as an extension of the government. And others see the Church just as an extension of society. So, again, we covered this before, but a Christian theology lecturer, Dr. Aaron Edwards, who's got a young family, has been fired from his job 
forced to, to leave at a Methodist Bible college, Cliff College in Derbyshire, for allegedly bringing the college into disrepute on social media. Now, all he said was very simple. He just said that uh, he thought that homosexual ideology was invading the church, and ironically, they proved him right by doing this to him. Dr. Edwards said anyone concerned about academic freedom, Christian freedoms, and free speech should be deeply concerned by what has happened to me. Cliff College said this, we've become aware that one of our lecturers posted some comments on this platform this morning regarding human sexuality. The language used is inappropriate and unacceptable and does not represent either the views or the ethos of Cliff College. Well, that's amazing. That's Cliff College, a Christian college, saying that what the Bible says does not represent their views. There is a confusion of identity about what it is to be a Christian. Now, there shouldn't be, because to be a Christian surely is to be a follower of Christ. One other thing about identity. Let's listen to this song. Don't call me names, don't yell at me. Don't think that you can treat me any way you see. Don't sermonize, don't patronize. If you want to talk about me, look me in the eye. Don't threaten me, don't treat me rough. Don't you try to throw one at me cause I've had enough You wouldn't treat a dog that way Don't call me names First time that we kissed It was everything I'd missed And I knew that I had found my one and only My faith in man restored I hung on your every word And knew everything was right when you would hold me but some kisses turned to threats If I didn't wear that dress Or if I ever tried to take your crown It took me way too long To catch on to your song You built me up just to tear me down Don't call me names Don't yell at me Don't think that you can treat me Any way you see Don't sermonize Don't patronize If you wanna talk about me Look me in the eye Don't threaten me Don't treat me rough Don't you try to throw an Cause I've had enough You wouldn't treat a dog that way Don't call me names That's Rhiannon Giddens Don't Call Me Names Great song um, And that's about labelling We get labelled Continually in our culture So for example I've just written a piece uh, Questioning somebody who refused to engage with me because he labelled me as far right, which was absolutely ludicrous. But nonetheless, that's what happens. You get labelled. And I noticed this in the, in, the, in the reporting of a trans, and it's amazing how this issue keeps coming up, demonstration against a women's uh, protest in Melbourne. The ABC were written and said this, um, the organisers will in future be referred to as anti-trans rights, which is a more accurate representation of the views than anti-trans. Pro-women is a very broad and imprecise term that will not help our audience's understanding of these protests. Now, you see, what the ABC is doing is labelling. So they're saying that the, the women who are protesting in favour of women's spaces and women's rights, we can't say they're women's rights, but we can say they're anti-trans. The people who are protesting against these women, we can say they're for trans rights. Now, you see how that labelling works. 
And increasingly, we're finding in our social media culture that you just get labelled. Uh, and the, the labels almost become utterly meaningless because they almost become entirely tribal. So if you're not for abortion, you're, you're far right. Um, if you're not for, I don't know, Donald Trump, you're a communist. I mean, people do this all the, t- all the time. And it's back to this whole question of identity. So I want to finish with saying something about this, the guide song again when they spoke about the rebirth of the earth and new identity. Here's the thing. The Bible does promise that the earth will re- be reborn, but not through human effort. It also tells us that we need a new birth, all of us, and that that new birth comes through Christ. We need the new birth. You need the new birth. You don't need to have an inner identity that comes from what you think you are or feel you are at any current moment in time. What society tells you you are, how you are named. You need to find your identity in Christ. Without that, we descend into this hellish mess. I'm going to finish with this song, The Newsboys, born again. I found myself looking into the mirror, knew I wasn't who I wanted to be. I was living life the way that I wanted, but my eyes reminded me I'm not free. Believe the lies, so everything that I know Says I gotta go, tired of going solo But I'm never gonna go there again This is what it is, this is who I am This is where I finally take my stand I didn't wanna fall, but I don't have to go I'm not the one with two star hands Giving him the best of everything that's left of Any questions, any comments, come back to me. Uh, thanks to Pedia for producing this. If you'd like to support us, please go to the Podbean fundraiser. If you've got any news or anything you want to pass on, please do that. Um, please feel free to engage on the website, www.theweefly.com or the Ask website, ask.org.au, and uh, we'll do what we can to engage with you and, and discuss. But God bless you, and I hope that you will know your identity in Christ. See you next week. Bye. We are the ones he called our name. I'm not the
Lord, I thank you so much, God, for the Lord, and for love, sacrificial love, Lord, acts of kindness, Lord. God, we're called to this. 